0: Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast where two licensed professional counselors and approved EMDR consultants discuss the latest research and resources for trauma treatment and EMDR
1: therapy.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast We are all super excited today because we are finally back in the studio. Yay! So you may notice our quality is up. Um, Yeah, we're just excited to be in person, in a studio, with all of our normal stuff back in place. It's exciting to finally move um, back to a little bit of normalcy in Mm -hmm, our lives mm -hmm. through all of this.
0: Basically, we all just decided that we're quarantining together, so.
1: Yes. (laughs) We (laughs) We are quarantined in this office, which is a funny thing. (laughs) Yes.
2: Before we get started on our episode, Richard, do you want to talk a little bit about our new podcast? Yeah, we
1: just launched a new uh, podcast from Beyond Healing Center called Beyond Trauma, which is a podcast that's directly kind of uh, meant for clients Mm -hmm. uh, or just people in general going through their healing journey. Um, Trauma is something that uh, affects us all in very interesting and different ways, and we respond in very interesting and different ways. So we wanted to provide a resource for clients and uh, people with their support system uh, that kind of just helped them have awareness of what to expect in the Mm -hmm. healing journey. Uh, whether that be how to understand it for themselves, to explain it to their families, to their support systems, yeah. whatever it might be, yeah. uh, but really just to be a companion uh, to to people on their healing journey. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're interested in that and you want to recommend that to other people or just listen to it for yourself, you can find that uh, at beyondtraumapodcast.com. And then uh, also just search Beyond Trauma Podcast on uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify.
2: So subscribe to it, um, leave us a review. We would love any feedback that you've got for us on that. Absolutely. Our episode today is on future template. And I feel really passionate about discussing this because as a consultant, I have a lot of consultees who... By the time we get to the end of their certification process or towards like maybe midpoint, we're checking in on this. And a lot of them says, I've been practicing very well and I've never used this. Mm -hmm. And it is such a great tool that I think gets a lot of um, oversight one because at the training there's so much content to fit into 5 days that it's kind of brushed over. Yeah,
1: feels like a footnote a little yes. bit. By the way, future mm-hmm. templating can be a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when
2: your brain's totally saturated from everything else, it really slips by um, and people forget and they know, oh, I should use that, but we forget or even don't know how or where to bring it in. So I think it's a helpful thing just to revisit, and I would love um, to offer a demo of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to get that recorded uh, so you guys can get a sense of that, similar to what Melissa and I did with the float back, but just a demonstration of this. I like to start out by identifying there's three different uses, in my conceptualization anyway, mm-hmm. of a future template. And we think that it's kind of rigid and constricted to just one, but we can get really creative and flexible with the use of this tool so that it fits your clients. You may have learned at the training that, okay, you do a three-pronged approach, past, present, future, and until you've cleared the past, you don't move into the present. And then until you clear the present, you don't move into the future. With that, if you are working with complex trauma, you might notice, well, I have never done a future template. That's how I was working Mm -hmm. in the substance abuse field. It was probably a year in, and I'm like, I'll never get to that. No, We'll never get through all the past Mm -hmm. and the present. We
0: never complete a treatment plan. Yes.
2: And so this um, more trauma-informed approach says that we could actually use it at different places. Mm
1: -hmm. I really love that distinction because it kind of takes it away from a linear perspective of like it's, right. it's, it's steps you have yes. to take to get there. Mm-hmm. Whereas trauma treatment of any kind is always a spiral. It's always circular, right. yes. nonlinear. Mm-hmm. So I love that distinction.
2: And, and we have to kind of be flexible and creative and meeting the client where they're at in that process and their treatment plan rather than keeping it so linear. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So first it can be used as a resource We can do future work and installing future experiences positive experiences as a resource for the client just to bring a sense of stability into their current life Mm. second we could use it as the third piece of the three-pronged approach which is a really important step and then um, third we could use it as a symptom focused like a symptom reduction tool they have a current present issue and they need relief and support now rather than going and saying, okay, let's go back to when you were five, even mm-hmm. though you have this major thing coming up next mm-hmm. week. It's a strategy to bring in that's just a tool for that moment so that they're better equipped to go in. So I, I would love if we dove into those three yeah. Yeah, and kind of went in detail on how to use them.
0: Absolutely. Well, so let's start with the first one, You know, using it as a resource, um, because I don't think this is something that most people have been you know, really exposed to, the idea that a future template Um, it's actually one of my favorite resources to use. It's really adaptable, and I also find myself using it quite a bit um, really early in treatment if I feel like the person isn't at a point where they're stable enough to do some of the reprocessing work that I know that we want to get to, or particularly with clients that have some hesitancy about EMDR in general. This is a really soft entry point that gets them a lot of change in a really short amount of time and helps them feel like oh this is what emdr is about and this is what it feels like in my brain and in my body when i do this work um and yeah i just think it it hooks them in a really good way Mm -hmm. so what are some of the things that you guys have uh created as a resource with future templating for people
2: one that quickly comes to mind is um I usually use this example on calls as well as I had an adolescent girl who's really struggling with suicidal ideation and really just saw there's nothing to live for. Like Life mm -hmm. is so bad right now, there's nothing better for me out there. And so one of our strategies in kind of helping her find stabilization was having her visualize anything in the future that she's ever looked forward to experiencing, that she ever hoped for adulthood. Um, And at I think she was 16. She said, "Well, I've always had this image of sitting on the front porch, watching kids out mm. in the front yard play, mm. um, and kind of like a, a, a grandparent type figure." Which I thought was so funny that a 16-year-old mm. was looking forward to that that phase of life. Yeah, the uh, long
1: and longing for the feeling that that would yes. give and be surrounded yes. by. Yeah.
2: And I think if you look at her history, grandparents mm. were the the support in her life and where where the sense. connection happens. And so that example, she, she couldn't find a lot else. College, that was way too stressful, not looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Mm-hmm. Like, moving out, absolutely not. But staying home, no way. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was all of these, like, dead ends except for this little glimpse. Mm-hmm. And so we created a very vivid image around it, um, had her walk through, like, the details of that. As she's visualizing, pairing that with bilateral, mm-hmm. she was able to create uh, or come up with the positive cognition of... I don't remember her specifically, but whatever fits that for her, this was years ago, could be it's worth living for, or I might be okay, or Mm -hmm. um, maybe I could feel love again. That could be anything that's somewhat hopeful in installing that and walking through a future template with that experience that has never happened, Yeah, but it's an installation of Mm -hmm. a resource.
1: That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think one that comes to mind for me was um, near the holidays, which is a stressful time for people especially in a a trauma treatment that's usually a big point of tension for them, of fearing uh, interactions with family or that they're not going to understand. You know, holidays are where a lot of expectations are for people to go home, even if they structure most of their year around avoiding their family. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, But we were kind of midway through um, kind of one branch of memories uh, surrounding the passing of her father, which happened at the house that she was getting ready to go back Mm. to. And uh, we decided to focus on what it would be like to go home for Thanksgiving, which was just a few weeks away. And for, for this person that I was working with, it immediately brought up uh, that her she was just going to be focused on her replaying that memory of her father hmm. uh, mm-hmm. passing away at, mm-hmm. at the house. Yeah. And so we kind of worked through that sort of took a break from the future templating piece and just kind of stuck with that feeling of what that was like for her and to experience that and to be the adult self that she is now so lots of resourcing going on at the same time there as well as just comfortability with the affect,
0: mm-hmm. just the
1: extreme emotion that would that would be there and once we kind of had resolved some of that we moved back into going home in the future for these next two weeks uh, to go back for Thanksgiving and uh, stuff with Mom came up. So mm-hmm. we kind of worked through that. So this was that. kind so of a blend. Of- it was like a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we used the future templating as sort of a way to really kind of cull out what some of those lingering um, stresses were yeah. even. Because I think one thing that I've experienced in future templating is people think it's unrealistic. <laughs> they just don't see how, like, well, yeah, but that's just kind of like I'm just daydreaming mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to. Like we can actually work through it together. So I think future templating in that way can be a really powerful resource for uh, still figuring out what's lingering yeah. in their fears. Yeah.
0: I think that's a really important comment that you made about you know people's hesitation with future templating about being daydreaming or imagining best case scenarios, things the sky. like a kind of sky. And I think that addressing that directly yes. is really helpful and I don't know how you guys answer that. I tend to kind of steer clients immediately towards that concept of this isn't about trying to predict what the future will be, but it's about letting you experience right now that your body knows yes. how to show up in that situation yes. in that way. So it's a really powerful moment, you know, taking that client as an example for her to even know oh, my body can imagine being in the house and feeling okay.
1: That's right. Or even feeling good. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's a comment I wanted to make of like the – it's not about perfection either because I think one logical, you know, if you just put yourself in that situation for this client, if we hadn't done that work, Mm -hmm. she would have gone home and Mm -hmm. just been flooded by all of this stuff. Maybe she would have just Not knowing that there was
0: any other alternative. Or
1: hope for even handling it well. Mm -hmm. So to that first idea of it being a resource – Um, this let her have a sort of a a mastery resource in I went through all of that that. difficult emotion with Bridger with my therapist Mm -hmm. and was able to process it and I didn't get out of my window of tolerance Mm -hmm. I was able to just see them as they come uh, you know greet them as awakened parts of me that need some attention And then I was able to store them all away into a coherent narrative that let me go forward into this experience. And we followed up with it afterwards. And she said, I had a little bit of uh, anxiety, mainly just, she said, I was just pissed off at some of my family members (laughs) for being who they were.
0: EMDR can't stop your family from being
1: asked. Oh, there it was. (laughs) That's the language she used. Yeah, no, I'm sorry.
0: From being unpleasant—that's what I meant to say. Honesty coming forward.
1: (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Um, But in that way, it really was a resource for her. So she Mm -hmm. was able to kind of just go back to experiences with me of processing that difficult emotion and then just say it just kind of passed. Mm-hmm. Notice being bogged down by it.
2: We want to bring in the nervous system piece to this. Absolutely. Visualizing that experience. Right. Her nervous system is detecting the threat the same as if she's in it. Absolutely. Exactly. The brain
1: doesn't care. Right. Yeah.
2: So when she's visualizing that upcoming experience and her nervous system is activating and with a co-regulator presence, right. we're working through that and reshaping mm-hmm. that experience and feeling a sense of connection and safety, even chemically.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Our
2: body is releasing, you know, the serotonin once they get to the place of let's just notice right. that you did that and and I'm still here and you're still safe.
0: And it's called template for a reason. That's right. Yes. Because later on in that same situation, the body and the nervous system now have a path to follow that has already been pre-created, which makes it so much more likely that they will be able to run that same path in the future. And that's exactly what I tell clients. Like, yeah, we don't know how it's going to go, but we're giving, you know, okay. So I don't know if you guys have ever had a client ask you this question, um, but I get it all the time. It's about dreams. Hmm. Why why does my brain oh, yes. dream these crazy things so like things that I would never want to less. happen? And you know the truth is we don't exactly know why, but one of my favorite made-up answers that I think could possibly be true <laughs> that I use all the time <laughs> is this dreaming is the brain's way of running scenarios That's it's right. it's our natural version of future templating mm-hmm. right and being able to take that same system of let's run scenarios so that you know how you could show up in that situation so that you know what would it feel like to be in that um, the, the example that i always give is for most women before we get married your brain will literally run every scenario in the book of how disastrous that day could be for me, um, my dress getting paint spilled on it, yeah, that seems likely, Um, but my brain needed to check what would I do in that scenario, my hair uh, being lit on fire, literally, like walking down the aisle bald, that happened um, in my mind, but it was really helpful for me to know, you know what? Worst case scenario, I have a paint-stained dress, and I'm bald, and I'm getting married anyway, right? <laughs> and for some reason, that was calming and soothing to my nervous system leading up to yeah. that day. So I use a you know, rather humorous example to tell people, like this isn't about us being able to accurately predict what's going to happen. Or make it perfect. Or make it perfect. It's about, how will I show up in that? That's right. If I have that experience, what do I want to feel like? And can I imagine that now and create that neurochemical template for my nervous system so that, number one, it's soothed by knowing that I could handle that if I had to, mm-hmm. and if that should ever happen, then I have this template to follow. Yeah, yep.
1: the way we're talking, I just hear so much of the nervous system's just checking in to see if I have the resources necessary right. to right. handle this yeah. experience. Can I handle this? Can I yeah. handle this? which is yep. what the nervous system is constantly doing, Absolutely. scanning for threat. Do I have the resources necessary to mitigate the threat? Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. I make it through this and, and move back to ventral? That's and right. And to, like... Your comment about dreams, I've always said that dreams are a way of combining our fears with our predictions for the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically saying, like, do, based on what's happened to me and what I think might be possible.
0: And it's resource assessment.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and based on what I know is coming into my life or what I'm going through in the present, can I handle it? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And it throws out these like the most extreme and creative ways of, well, what if there's a dinosaur? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is that representing to you, your nervous system, you know, of this is this is a gigantic fear of mine that has massive power, massive lethality. It's going to kill me.
0: Mm-hmm. Which it, which speaks to something important when we're doing future templating work with people is that we want to not be afraid as the therapist. We don't want to be afraid of their brain going to worst case scenario. That's the creativity of the nervous yes. yeah. system. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a good thing. It, it is. It does in that yes. moment. It is. Yeah, Stretch it. needs it. to check yeah. that. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. I think a really important question as that's resolving, so you're doing a future template, is kind of bringing all of this back together is asking them, what is that like for you to mm-hmm. run through that? Exactly and notice right now, you're not alone, you're safe. Uh, We've worked through that. You've found a sense of stability or or calm on the other side. Notice that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's where we say, and we're we're gonna further install that success experience. That's right. Um, And even capturing it in some way, like um, capturing, put an image to capture that moment of success for you, that mastery skill.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Lots of great tools or, or ways to use it as a resource when we're looking at it as part of the three-pronged approach, so this is probably how most of you have learned it, and if you have a script for it, this is where the script fits in. Yeah. Um, when we're doing a three-pronged approach, we identify um, a network of memories that we're gonna work on, and from that network, we typically look for what's the touchstone, where does this all begin, and what are the significant memories from that that need to be reworked and reprocessed, restored once we've worked through each of those until we hit a point of generalization, which that's when the benefits, the effects kind of process over and start to clear out the remaining events that we haven't necessarily targeted. Then we address the present. So that's the current issue they came in with. Let's say, for example, a client comes in and says, I'm right in the middle of a divorce or a separation. I'm trying to decide, should I get divorced or not? Like I'm feeling a lot of pressure and stress Mm -hmm. here we may go back and process past targets Um, then the present may be the conflict that they're currently experienced in their marriage the present issue that they came in addressing the future is going to be imagine a time once all of this is cleared so at this point they've got this positive cognition that's really strong we say now i want you to picture a time in the upcoming future where you're going to have to face this similar thing Maybe this couple is going to mediation or going Mm -hmm. into therapy, and they've had really bad therapy experiences as a couple before. We're picturing, they're picturing walking into therapy with their partner, their spouse, and imagining how that could go and how they would respond differently now. Um, And so we are then processing any disturbance related to that. And then especially at that point, there shouldn't be a lot because we've already cleared out the past. Disturbance starts pretty low. We lower that, and then we really install that positive cognition again. So there's a clearing and an installation for the past, a clearing installation for the present, and a clearing and an installation for a future representative experience.
1: One thing I did want to just ask both of you, because I have yet to have this experience where I did future templating work and then it Went far worse than the person could have expected hmm. And I think for clinicians that are working on this They need to have an awareness that sometimes Our future templating still doesn't prepare them yeah. For what they're going to experience mm, yeah. So I don't know that if, Okay.
0: Yeah, so I mean I talk a lot about the examples of birth Because um, that's just a population that I work with a lot And I have had a client that we did future templating I do a lot of birth templating mm-hmm. um, For women And you know, nine times out of ten Birth is... Rough and intense but baby gets here everybody's healthy and we're good and you know our brain does a chemical thing where we kind of forget the worst bits and that's cool
1: um
0: (laughs) but there i i have had a case where um you know we did the future templating that went really well she was feeling very empowered but her birth did not go the Mm -hmm. way that she uh wanted it to go at all um and in that situation she definitely had the the knock-on consequence of that was pretty traumatizing for her yeah. and there was an element of that where we had to go back and grieve the loss mm. of the ideal experience that she wished she would have gotten to have um but we were able to do that relatively quickly and then we followed up with a new kind of template of being able to bond with her baby yeah Um, and all of the good stuff that she was in the midst of experiencing because baby was healthy. She was healthy. They made it through it. So there was a lot to work with there. um, But we did have to revisit that and allow the grief to happen. I would love to ask
1: and and just to hear and for people to hear you talk about how it felt for you sitting in the room, Mm. hearing like that first session after Mm -hmm. the birth of, Mm -hmm. oh, we did all this work Mm -hmm. and now she's really hurt actually. and So just what that felt like for you. If you can remember.
0: Yeah, that's been a while ago. Um, I think that the the overwhelming sensation is what do we do now? Yeah. Like right now, um, because those early stages and those early days of being a new mom are so intense and you're right in that window of um, the brain is real happy to slip into postpartum depression oh, yeah. if we it's give it a good reason, reason to. Thing, yeah, yeah, like it's it's really ready to go there. Um, and so for me, there was a sense of urgency, um, mm-hmm. Immediacy. Yeah, yeah, not, not necessarily an urgency to reframe what she had been through, but I, I felt the urge to acknowledge to her that what she had just gone through was traumatic.
1: Name it for that. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm.
0: so yeah. that she could move into the grief part of it and really unhook yeah. her current experience as a new mom from, the trauma of her birth because that's one of the things that the nervous system is unfortunately very quick to do is entangle things Yes And let one thing get connected to another and so that initial work was about untangling that and then re-resourcing her around the good of the present day and the good of the future days to come and that worked really well I
1: think that's another place where future templing can play a big role specifically in that disentanglement Mm -hmm. because the nervous system is just trying to gather enough information to make accurate predictions in the future to avoid pain and loss yes so it's a very adaptive thing to do, to, mm-hmm. to say, well, this traumatic thing happened. Here were all of the surrounding stimuli that maybe set us up to have that traumatic experience. So let's just go ahead and pair those right. so that in the future, if anything were to even come close to resembling that, we could avoid it entirely. Right. Future templating, if you think about it from that uh, nervous system perspective, it's literally stepping into that entanglement process and saying, wait, are things different? Right. Can we increase our threshold? Mm -hmm. to where we don't have to fire that same stress and trauma response as we did before yes it's actually we actually have the resources to mitigate this threat yeah so i think that's a great explanation Mm -hmm. of how future Mm -hmm. template can be really powerful Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. one thing with the three-pronged approach i've encouraged a lot of people to you don't have to wait to use the future template in that approach until you've done all excuse me all of the past and then the present if a client has like you know a good 15 20 memories in their network with this past issue. Don't do what I did and wait to uh, try to <laughs> attempt all of those. You might do one, yeah, and then tie that over into the present and the future, and then do another and tie that over into the present and the future. And this gives them a takeaway from each mm-hmm. session that makes it relatable to their life yes. today. Yeah. Because if they're currently in major distress, and every time they come in, you're saying, We go back. And we'll get to that, we'll get to where you can manage mm-hmm. what you're currently going through, mm-hmm. but it might be a while. Yes. They're gonna stop coming. It's very discouraging. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna get they're gonna exceed their window of tolerance. They need a takeaway to say, Oh, okay, this I can take from that processing, I can carry this over into my current situation yeah. and help me navigate that more
0: effectively. Yeah. I think a really great example of that, and Jen, I've heard you talk about this and I've done it as well, is the um, if somebody comes in and they're they're exploring struggles they're having around parenting. Right, so they're blowing up their kids, they're not showing up the way they want to, and we do the thing and we track it back to, oh, well, you're responding exactly the way that your parents responded to you, so we process that and um, the distress of the present. And then right in that same session, being able to future template around how they're going to show up with their kids that night when they get that's home. Right. Oh my gosh, that's such beautiful work because they leave feeling empowered, feeling like visiting the past and doing that hard work was worth it. It's just really worthwhile.
2: And then when they come in next week, say, how did that go? guess check in. it went well, install it. (laughs) it.
1: Well, that's what, so (laughs) the way we're talking is leading me to just say something that I think, it just feels true to me, but really all of EMDR is future Mm templating.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a really powerful way of shifting perspective. Because that's
1: not how it feels in training, but that's really, we're about, you know, helping people process through the barriers that they're currently experiencing to flourishing. yes. And what is that besides future templating? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also I think the converse is true. All EMDR is resourcing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the The first phase and the last phase are the only real phases. The stuff that we do in the middle is mm-hmm. really just to allow those two things yeah. to be as robust as Very possible. Very meaningful. All that's yeah. so meaningful. Yeah. This but is quite a rabbit hole. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we're gonna have get a... some comments. Yes. <laughs> gonna... We have a habit of getting into rabbit holes. I
0: know. I know. But it's really beautiful, and I I talk about that sometimes because I I really agree that everything we're doing is resourcing everything we're doing that's is right. future templating
1: well yeah. and really we just talked about future templating as a resource so mm-hmm. i think it just yes. saying all yes. of emdr is resourcing and future templating is a big one so yes you should do that yes with
2: all the explanation don't just make that statement yeah, no no. <laughs> no 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 if we want to get client will have
1: no context for that no. yeah.
2: if we want to get even broader
0: and even bigger all emdr is doing <laughs> that sounds really simplistic but all we're doing is reshaping nervous systems that's all we're doing <laughs> We're just rewiring everywhere. Uh, yeah.
1: But you guys should, yeah. yeah. Semantic information processing. Right. We'll, it. we'll talk about <laughs> that. I just yeah. have to say it. I just have to say <laughs> it.
0: Um, yeah. So, any other good examples that you guys have been thinking about? Because I feel like stories just really help all of us kind of get solidified. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think. Um, more so coming into the third Mm -hmm. example of it there's probably a million examples you could use with the second one of just basically any trauma you've worked on Mm -hmm. you bring in that future template just to really solidify what you've already done don't Mm -hmm. skip it's it's a little short step it might only take them five or ten minutes it might take a whole session but if you've already done all that past work give them some future things to hold on to yeah
1: and to know that that's the nervous system is naturally going to go there Even if you don't say it, the nervous system will say, well, yeah, we processed with Jen what happened to us before, but that doesn't mean we can't be afraid of it in the future. Mm -hmm. So if you just kind of meet the nervous system right there and say, no, we're going to process that also because Mm -hmm. we need you to know that you're safe. Mm
2: -hmm. And it may be a few future events, like not just one, but walking through that and really prepping them. Because the nervous system just
1: has a funny way of projecting the past onto the the present and the future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And if the future template doesn't work well, not based on like, let's say in your example, those were circumstances outside of that client's control, but let's say it's Bridger in your example, the client goes home and actually feels a ton of anxiety and Mm. shuts down and withdraws. Mm. And she comes back, that's not an indication that it wasn't successful. Or it's meaningful. an indication that mm-hmm. her nervous system is saying, Hey, there's still these areas. Right. I could use some more support and connection. Yeah. And we go there. And
1: that's... we did, and we actually circled back to memories we had already processed with a zero sud at the time.
2: Mm. Isn't that fascinating?
1: That's very interesting. Can you speak yeah.
2: more about that because that's where I think consultees say, Oh, it didn't work. No. So mm-hmm. that it to wasn't me effective. Yes.
1: So that to me is actually really encouraging because it's showing the nervous system opening itself up to more inspection so mm-hmm. in that moment it was specifically with her mom of uh her mom standing at the kitchen sink and uh shooing away the dog with her foot um, this person's dog my client's dog mm. um, which made her feel mm-hmm. like i'm not welcome here and my mom is mad at me yeah. um that We had processed an experience of that, a really powerful one, when she had first moved out of the house, then she had come back to the house to visit, and the dog came with her, and it was a big, Mm. big problem, Mm -hmm. which she mapped onto, it's about me. Mm -hmm. My mom doesn't like me as a person. We had processed through that, but then it happened again at this Thanksgiving, and all of that old stuff kept Mm -hmm. coming up. So you Mm -hmm. can either look at that as like you said, Jen, of, well, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, This wasn't, uh, whether it be just a result of, you know, the zero-sud being just because we were connecting and so she felt safer, and therefore it didn't work when she went back and experienced it again, or you can say the nervous system is still being shaped, which is what we Mm -hmm. know to be true. Mm -hmm. So just because it was the same elements, you can believe the lie of the nervous system that that's the threshold we need to have a really low threshold for threat so that we can just react if we need to in a second, But her nervous system is just trying its best at the time. And there's still so much shame even under that of, yes, we process that memory in that network, but that network is still, the base of it is still, I'm not good. Right. Mm -hmm. So anything that comes along is going to wake up all of those things again.
0: Well, and I think when we're talking about future templating, something that I talk to consultees and tell my clients a lot is, you're still allowed to react to crappy life experiences. you're never not going to be able yeah, to. Do like, that. Like yeah like the goal the goal of future templating is not that we're like cool as a cucumber in the midst of No matter of, what happens yeah. yeah so like if your mom is being a jerk react yes right like like feel what you're feeling part of future templating um is is really being able to own the way that our body reacts in that moment yes And just, you know, my personal experience with future templating, most of what I've done is around, like, getting ready for my daughter's medical appointments because that's always an an anxiety-producing thing. And it used to really bother me, like, why can't I be more relaxed about this? And at some point, my partner says to me, he's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe because your daughter is having an echocardiogram, and that's not a normal thing for a two-year-old to have. Yeah. And I'm like, that's <laughs> oh, a good point. Thank right? you. Right for that context. Yeah. <laughs> right, like I, you know, like we don't have to be robots. We're not trying to get our clients no. to have no emotional reaction to really activating things in fact that's dangerous and you know because of my own history and for anybody that has a dissociative history because of our trauma sometimes we get confused about that and we think that having no reaction is somehow a good thing that is not what we're going for so if your client comes in and feels like they did something wrong because they had a major reaction maybe celebrate with them that they had an appropriately accurate reaction to a really insane situation. Yes. Right. The problem is not with their reaction. It's identifying like, no, 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 this is hard on anyone that is human.
1: And that's a moment for a mastery resource right right there. Your body, like, look at how amazing your body is. And look how it's
0: trying to protect
1: you. Yes, Yes. exactly. So like, it's all resourcing right Mm -hmm. there. You can just trust that your body is on your side. That's right. It's trying to keep you safe. Yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It, in training terms, that's what they're saying that ecologically sound, right. yeah. two or three, like, you know, one. It's saying our, our system shouldn't always be at a zero. Right. We don't want that. That's right. There's times it needs to be activated. You need your sympathetic nervous system. Yeah, Yeah. you
1: need that reaction. If you
0: have people in your life that are not safe people, please get reactive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like you you need to protect yourself from people that are treated. Yes, yes. Yes. And so we're not going for a perfect state of neutrality. Right. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Third and final category, the symptom focused or Um, I really see this as this is just a tool this is not trauma therapy when it's used in this context someone comes in with a current circumstance a present issue in their life that they're really struggling with and they have no motivation to go back and do childhood work Mm -hmm. reasonably Mm -hmm. so right that it's just this isn't the right timing I need support and stability here before I could ever go there I'll say um even in a, a personal example with my daughter who was having some OCD symptoms, there was no way with the level of severity right. we were at, we could go start talking about past trauma. Right. No. We had to get a sense of regulation, stability in life, to then be able to say, now I could tolerate going there and mm-hmm. be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in that with clients in that situation, we may be targeting uh, future upcoming things that are helping them manage symptoms that they're currently in. We're probably not going to clear it, right? We're not going to get to a zero because there's so much stuff feeding it. But it gives them um, a template to be able to manage and navigate that in their day-to-day life. And so focusing on that, working on that until we can go and work on the past material.
0: Right, right. Or the, it's also appropriate if you're working on past trauma and then there's a life circumstance that comes up that really doesn't have anything to do with that, but is Shift. relevant. Yeah. So a job interview, mm-hmm. you know, um, or a public speaking presentation. I do a lot of future templating on, I have to give a speech and I'm really nervous. Is yeah. there any trauma associated with that? No, I'm just human and hate people looking at me. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? whatever that is, we can, you know, kind of table the, the treatment plan that we've been working on and attend to that um and then when it goes well like you said Jen make sure that you install that because that is going to connect in with all those other things that we've been working yeah, on
1: yeah and if it doesn't go well open the therapeutic alliance up to that mm-hmm. like the i i always want my clients to feel like even if the stuff that we work on has problems in your life that's right. great stuff to bring into right. the therapy room that's not right. about me failing as a therapist no. that's that's yeah. life is crazy yeah. <laughs> and we need to be open to that as mm-hmm. therapists of wherever you're at in your process as a client I'm willing to work with you. Right. Even if the stuff that I suggest or that we talk doesn't about work. doesn't work. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, And sometimes future template in that is not with the goal of I don't feel a certain way in that situation. It's I'm capable of using my coping mechanisms. I can, handle it. Yes. Yes. I can handle it.
0: I can do it even if yes. I'm nervous. In because the face of it. Because if I stand up yes. to
2: speak that future template because of past things is not going to change the anxiety and we don't have time to go into the past, right. yes. but I feel like I could handle this. And this is me watching myself use the strategies I know to be okay. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's, to me, that's mastery written all over it. Like right. Look at how resourceful you are. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. That covers those three broad yeah. categories. Yeah, there's so much more. But I'm <laughs> gonna say this again because it will hold me accountable. I would really like to release a demo of this. Yeah. yes. So I'm saying it to of all Melissa three. Are you, are you going to do all three, Jen? Like nope, one example? Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Not committing to that. <laughs> Maybe eventually. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yes. Yes. And to the audience to hold me accountable, that we'll get some type of demo of that out because I think it would be very helpful. Yes.
0: Yeah. And if we get extra demos, we can put that on Patreon so our yes. Patreon uh, subscribers can get that. Speaking Speaking of that, um, so we have a Patreon. I'm sure you've heard. We're super excited about it. Thank you to all of us that support us. It has been amazing. It's
1: so cool <laughs> to see. Yeah,
0: It's letting us do so many more things that we've been wanting to do for a really long time to just have that monthly support. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, please do. It's patreon.com uh, backslash beyond healing center. And uh, you'll see the different tiers that we have on there. Um, and you can pick whichever price point and whichever, um, you know, things. Basically, each tier has several different uh, items that you get or uh, access our highest tier, the VVIP, the very, very important <laughs> Patreon members. Um, you get a consultation call with one of us every month. And those have been really, really fun. Which our um, next
2: one is August 20th oh. at 1230. And there's a
0: we have a specific topic for each of those. So what's yeah, the next that topic? That
2: one's creative resources. Oh, cool.
0: Speaking of creative resourcing and future templating, I get to go (laughs) even more in-depth on that call and ask your personal questions and um, get some feedback about your caseload specifically. So, yeah, have a look at our Patreon.
1: Just because we plugged that one, I'm going to plug mine, which is on September 14th, (laughs) which is polyvagal theory. Yes. Yes. I have to – I just (laughs) – I have to say, please come. (laughs) I would love to talk to you about this. Peter
0: gets so excited to talk about PBT. Please come talk to me about plant If there's nobody on that call, which I know will not happen, but if there's nobody on that call, he's just going to sit there and talk to himself. So please be Or I'll just call you guys. We've
2: heard it all. (laughs) Hey, take it easy,
1: Jen. Not safe.
0: (laughs) Uh, The other thing that we wanted to share with you guys uh, that we're really proud of is our Mental Health First Aid Kit. Um, This is a resource for really for everybody, um, both for therapists and for clients, but it's really a a grouping of resources that we've created. There's um, audio recordings, video recordings, and uh, written assignments and activities that people can do that are all designed to help people just regulate their own nervous system better and find uh, resources that they can work with and learn how to use on a daily basis. Uh, So go check that out. You can find it on our website at beyondhealingcenter.com. And if you go to the courses tab and scroll down, you'll see mental health first aid kit there so click on that and uh, please if you uh, do sign up for that give us your feedback let us know what your favorite parts are what you think because we're going to be designing courses like that going forward and we want to know what you think about them so thank you so much you guys for listening and we'll talk to you soon bye bye hey guys it's Melissa I wanted to let you know that Jen and I have scheduled an in-person EMDR training and it's going to be in December from the 10th through the 14th and we are so excited to finally have this rescheduled we will be Uh, observing social distancing and everything that we need to do for that training. And because of that, spots are pretty limited. We're only gonna be able to have 18 people. Um, But we wanted to let you know that uh, it's up on the website and you can get registered to join us for that training. If you're already trained, tell your colleagues to come in and join us. Um, We love doing these basic trainings. And so uh, we wanna let you know that it's ready for sign up. So go to emdrtrainingcenter.com And if you look under the trainings that are available, choose the one that's in Springfield in December and come hang out with us for five days and get trained in EMDR. Thanks for listening to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. We hope something you've heard today will help you help your clients. Find our latest episode and more on our Facebook page or on our website, emdr-podcast.com. And don't forget to add us to your RSS feed or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so that you don't miss an episode. Please email questions and comments to notice That at emdr-podcast.com. From all of us here at Notice That, see you next time.